Rusty Quill presents. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Entry 3131, a continuation of Entry 3130, titled Halloween Evil. Written and submitted to the exchange from a member going by the name Evil Knievel. Recorded by Cole Weavers. I sat up confused. The lamp was out. I tried to turn it on again, but nothing. I glanced outside between the gaps in the boards on the window. The streetlights were out. Even the lights from the Halloween decor of our neighbors was dark. And I watched as the sky grew darker and darker. Perhaps there had been a power surge. But the weather wasn't bad. It had been a perfectly cloudless day. I sat there, perplexed. Then I finally saw something. 
It was a gentle orange glow. At first, I didn't see what it was, but when I kept looking, I eventually saw a small group of children dressed in Halloween costumes. They held torches in their hands. They had potato sacks to collect candy clutched at their sides. They walked the street slowly like zombies. Then another group came. Each of the kids had a mask on. Some were clowns. Some were animals, some were skulls or demon faces, but not a single child had their face exposed. Group after group came down the street, silent as the grave. Then I saw more groups. This time they were made up of what I could only assume were adults. They were far taller and fatter in many cases. Some were holding the hands of the little ones. They had masks on too. One had a cartoon cat's mask on, another had a guy fox mask. Yet another had what I could only describe as a voodoo mask. They all held torches lighting their way as the sky finally became devoid of sunlight and pitch black. The torches cast shadows on the neighborhood and the houses. The haunting glow reflecting and amplified by the orange of the leaves on the trees and ground. Many people were clearly traveling as families. I saw groups of five, sometimes ten. Silently they went up the street. Then I saw one man come up. He had a special mask on. It was a large black mask with three skulls, presumably human, in a triangle formation on the black background, two on the bottom, one skull on the top. He held a torch and an enormous knife with a red hilt. He stopped in the middle of the street and shouted something. Whatever he said, it made the procession of groups of people stop and turn around to face him. He used the hand that had the knife and yelled something, pointing it toward the houses around him. Then he walked on. He was out of sight, and I wanted a better look at what was going on, so I crawled up to the window and pressed my eye against the glass. Looking through the gaps in the boards, I could see much more now. The little children had circled back round. They went up to the houses nearby and knocked on the doors. They then stood there waiting for someone to answer. I watched as one of my neighbors, a sweet blonde-haired lady, opened the door with a smile, holding an orange bowl of Snickers. She was about to say something and comment on the kid's costume, but looked at the kids in wonder. They held their torches and stood there, not even saying the customary trick or treat. The lady laughed nervously and asked if they wanted some candy. Boy, you guys really are scary. You definitely win that award, <laughs> She commented, trying to hand one of the kids with a green witch's mask a candy bar. The kid didn't accept it, but instead pointed at her. One of the adults came up to the porch, briskly walking over. The woman's eyes widened and she screamed as the adult roughly took her by the arms and dragged her to the street. Her husband came out yelling at the adult to let her go, but three other masked adults came out and wrestled him to the ground. They then tied up both people, kicking and screaming. I couldn't believe my eyes. Some of my neighbors looked outside of their doors to see what was happening, only for them to be snatched up next. The children led the way as the adults brought crying and screaming people down the street. I watched on as some of my neighbors' houses opened up, only for a few people I presumed were my neighbors to walk out with masks on, holding their kids' hands behind them, also in masks to join in the activity. The same thing happened over and over again. The kids would go up to a door, 
They'd knock and someone would answer, then they'd be attacked, tied up, and dragged away to join others. I watched as they headed towards the direction of the main area of town where all the shops and businesses were. I listened as people begged to be let go, men cursing and demanding a reason for all of this. A woman screamed as a masked man got up close to her, grabbed her by the hair, and stroked her face with a gloved hand. I watched as more groups of masked people came, dragging teenagers and children with them on a cart. They were all crammed into a cage, some crying, others yelling similar things to the adults. I looked at their wrists and saw that they had orange bands. I couldn't read what was on them, but the same symbol as the one found outside on the local Catholic church was on them. More teenagers came, literally, by the cartful crammed into tiny cages with at least a dozen others. I heard them wail and scream. I watched as they all headed to the main part of town. Then I watched as the children went out into the woods with their parents leaving the masses of people, about 200 of them sitting in the street to be watched by the skull man with the knife and a few other large mass men with other weapons and torches. They struggled against their ties and the cage youth tried futilely to move. I shuddered as I watched orange light dive in and out of the trees. The flames on their torches dimmed and flickered in the slight wind outside, making their disappearing sparks look like flashing Halloween lights and will-o'-the-wisps. It was pitch black outside except for the flames. The power was still not back on. As much as I wanted to crawl back into bed, I couldn't tear myself away from the strange events happening outside. I had to keep watching. The children came out of the forest, dragging large branches of wood behind them. They began to pile them up in the center of town until a mountain of wood was formed. Then all of the masked people got into a large group in front of the skull man with the knife. He held his hand up with the knife and handed his torch to a man with a goat mask on. There were so many of them. The skull man spoke. Friends, it is that time of year again. All Hallows' Eve is upon us once more. Let us remember our commitments. Our Father awaits us. They await us. So let us celebrate. My eyes widened and my heart jumped into my throat upon hearing his voice. It was the priest, the one I had spoken to earlier that day at the grocery store. A cheer rang out from the masked crowd who clapped their hands. The priest in the skull mask held out his hand and a man in a gorilla mask brought the blonde neighbor of mine up in front of him. Her face was stained with mascara as she cried, begging, asking what was happening and why they were doing this. The skulled masked man held her by her hair and brought her throat up to his knife. The children in mass went up to the front of the crowd and waited expectantly. The priest made a shout and slit the blonde's throat. Immediately, blood gushed forth and her screams turned into gurgling. Her warm blood splattered on the ground, and a man in a Michael Myers mask came up with a golden chalice that had a pentagram on it to collect the blood. Then the man in the skull mask took his knife and began to hack away at the blonde's body. The little kids held out their potato sacks, and the priest dropped pieces of her into each of them. 
A bloody lock of hair went into the bag of a girl with a princess peach mask. A fingertip into the bag of a boy with an Optimus Prime mask. One girl with a bunny mask on cried with glee as an eyeball was tossed casually into her bag. I watched helpless as she was doled out like some kind of sick treat to the children. I watched as they danced gleefully around the screaming cages of teenagers. The adults went to the great pile of wood and began to pour gasoline on it. One adult in an Iron Man mask lit the pile and it burst into flames as a great bonfire. The light from the fire was intense and the air shimmered with heat. My eyes began to well up with tears at the atrocity being committed in front of me. The adults started to drag their tied-up victims towards the fire. Then they lifted them up and tossed them, alive, onto the blazing pyre. I closed my eyes and covered my ears as they screamed in agony. And then I started to hear a chant being sung. I peeked up to watch from my window. The goblet of blood was being passed around to the people who lifted their masks to reveal their lips and to take a sip of the freshly shed blood. The chanting got louder with every person they threw into the flames. They repeated it over and over again. I can still remember the words. Obscura Patris, Excepta Nostroc, Innocent Sacrifico, Sanguis, Iste, Nobis Det, Posteratem, Pater, Mendasi da Nobes, Esadiria, Codis, Nostris, Da Nobis Omnomes, Gentis Dominari, Intenetirionemi Patios, Inducnos. They chanted it over and over again. I wasn't sure how they were even able to chant loud enough to drown out the sounds of screaming people being burned alive. The children danced around the bonfire like demonic imps. I watched as an adult in a medieval plague mask began to look towards my house from far away. He walked away from the group, towards my house, and I watched as he got closer. Four blocks away. Three blocks away. Two blocks away. Soon he was but a hundred feet from my yard. I wanted to hide. I wanted to duck, but I was frozen still in terror. Suddenly, someone's hand grabbed me from behind. I let out a scream that was quickly covered by a hand which silenced me. I looked back. It was my mother. She ducked us both down beneath the window. She went up to my ear and whispered, What on earth are you doing out of bed? We both looked up as a shadowy figure got up to the window. The figure stood there, illuminated from behind by the yellow-orange of the town bonfire. We sat there frozen, not saying a word, until the figure slowly moved away from the window. We sat there a while longer until we were sure he was gone. My son, my mother whispered, get to bed and do not get out. Do not look out of the window. Lay there until sunrise. I got up and did as I was told. I shut my door and got into bed. 
I tried to ignore the orange glow shining in from my window. I tried to ignore the chants, but they had gotten louder. I tried to ignore it when I heard metal being dragged and teenagers screaming bloody murder as they were tossed onto the fire, trapped together in their metal cage. I tried not to listen as their flesh crackled and popped and as their screams turned into whimpers. I tried to ignore the laughter of the children most of all. I listened as another person had their throat slit, as adults under masks sipped their blood like wine, like some kind of demented communion. I listened as women moaned and men slammed into them like the applause of a concert, their screams of pleasure echoed by the screams of agony. I listened as my mother stood outside my room praying fervently, The blood of Jesus covers us! The blood of Jesus covers us! I listened as the chants outside turned into one repeated phrase, repeated over and over and over and over. Ave Satanas. Ave Satanas. I could hear both the old and the young chanted, and it lasted all night. The same chant over and over again, more screams, more giggling, more sounds of bodies cut up and given to the children as treats. And then somehow, at some point, I, f I fell asleep. I awoke to my mother on my bed, stroking my face. I asked her if what I saw last night was real. And she said yes. Honey, Halloween is an evil holiday. I asked many questions. Why did she live here? Why didn't she call the cops? Why did this happen? She had tried to call the cops one year, but without power they couldn't be reached, and when she reported it to the local police, they had taken her report, but had done nothing about it. When she tried another department further away, they didn't believe her. She had tried to get proof, but no one was willing to see it. They all just thought she was a crazy Christian lady. I then asked why they didn't come for us. Oh, they would in a heartbeat have given the chance. But they'll only come for you if you invite them in. If, if you leave your doors and windows unlocked, if you talk to them, if you see them, I make it clear I'm not celebrating and that they can't come in, and I board the windows so that they won't break in. They seem to hate anything to do with the cross, and they aren't too fond of salt. I went out that day after we had taken down the boards. I looked over at the town center. There was no evidence at all of the horrors of last night. They must have cleaned it all up somehow. I would have thought it all a bad nightmare if it wasn't for the distinct char on the asphalt, barely distinguishable unless you knew where to look, and the scraps of potato sack in the bushes around town. I'm 18 this year, a high school senior. This year, Halloween falls on a Tuesday, so I'll be with my mom again. I told my dad I didn't want to go. I told him about what I had seen last year. He yelled at me, called me a liar. 
he doesn't believe me either. No one new to the town does. We managed to get a few more people to board up their places, but it's not enough to save them all. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers, with sound production and editing by Mike LeBeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening.